Hello, hello, hello. It's Wendy, and you're here because I am ready to help you with all of your problems, make you happier, get you to be sexier, sleep better, whatever it is. I'm Wendy Friesen. I am your hypnotist today, and hopefully I'm your hypnotist every day, every day. Um, because, you know, all of the problems that you're experiencing are in your mind. And I know that some of you think that is like, yeah, that's a given, obviously. But others think that, you know, certain things are in their body or they have chemical depression. It's not emotional. It's a chemical state. And one of the things that all of you have heard me talk about is that things are not one or the other. So you don't have something that's all in your mind or all in your body because you know that everything's connected. Everything works together. I mean, think about it. You think a thought and it is sent into your body. So right now, if you think about your right foot, <laughs> think about how the bottom of your right foot feels right now. And just notice the way it feels on the surface. If it's inside of your shoe or on the floor or wherever it is, you sent a thought that went to the cells in your right foot, and now you might notice that there's a little tingling. Or perhaps you might notice that your right foot is a little bit warmer than your left. Or maybe you start to feel your right foot becoming heavier on the surface. Notice that? Something changed. Well, how did it change? It's because you thought a thought in your brain, which is interpreted by your mind, which is a very mysterious concept, then it's sent down through your body and it goes directly and exactly to the cells in your right foot because that's what we were focusing on. Now you received a physical sensation, right? The physical sensation at first was awareness of how your right foot touches whatever surface it touches. And then the physical sensation was tingling, as I mentioned tingling. And then the feeling was, is it heavier? And your right foot might have started to become heavier. Now, what if you take that a little bit farther and you decide that, okay, I'm going to really create some amazing sensations in my right foot. I'm going to see just how far I can take this. <laughs> so let's imagine for a moment, even with your eyes open, whatever it is you're doing right now, just, you know, stop your, your typing or whatever you're doing. Just stop for a moment, take a deep breath. Let it all the way out. Good. And now you can leave your eyes open or you can close them, either one. But I want you to notice, as your mind interprets the words that I say, how your brain sends the information and changes the chemical state in your body. So right now you imagine that you're sending a sensation down through your body, all the way down through your brainstem, through your spine, through your hips, into your right leg, down into your knee, your calf, all the way to the bottoms of your, or the bottom of your foot. And as you do that, and as you relax and breathe, you notice that the bottom of your right foot is actually changing the way that it feels. Now it might begin to get heavier right now, and you may notice that wonderful heavy feeling on the bottom of your right foot. And you may notice that that sensation reaches the very tips of your toes. And as it does, what do you feel on the tips of your toes? And as you focus on that feeling in your right foot, 
allow the bottom of your right foot to get heavier and heavier as if it's melting into the surface of your shoe or the floor or wherever it is. Notice the bottom of your right foot feeling as if it's melting into it, almost becoming one. And your right foot, the more tingly it gets, the heavier it gets, and the more it becomes simply, completely unable to move. Your toes become heavier. The bottom of your right foot becomes welded to that surface. Loose, limp, and heavy, loose, limp, and heavy. And you notice that the bottom of your right foot is indeed too heavy, too limp, too loose to even move. You could try to wiggle your toes, but the more you try, the more you notice they are simply unable to move. Heavy, loose, and limp. Now take a moment just to notice how your left foot feels and just wiggle those toes on your left foot. No problem. Easy. Light as a feather. (laughs) Go back to your right foot and notice the sensation as it gets heavier and heavier with every word that I say. Strange indeed. Okay, now I want you to go all the way back up to your brain and I want you to notice the signal that your brain is sending to your body. The signal that is telling your right foot to be heavy, loose, and limp. And right now I want you to change that signal. You're going to send the signal to your right foot that your toes, your foot, are feeling completely fine, loose, light, and completely able to wiggle and operate. Ready? On the count of three, send that message all the way down to your right foot. One, two, three. Yes. Now your right foot can wiggle your toes and feel wonderful and and do all the things it's supposed to do. (laughs) All right. So, you know, I just did that because... I want everyone to experience how profoundly the thoughts that we think, the messages that we send, and and how profoundly that affects our body. Because I really want you to understand that it is not all in your mind or all in your body. It is all one. You know, your brain is this thing that occupies that space inside of your skull, for those of you who are built that way. And your mind is... The thing that interprets all of the thoughts and experiences, the beliefs you have, everything that's ever happened to you, your mind interprets that. It takes all the emotions into account. It takes all the physical sensations into account. If you're sitting in a room that's really cold or you're in a sitting on a beach that's really hot, it interprets that. If you have beliefs about what you're supposed to feel or experience, it sends that information into your body. Now, one of the things that happens with hypnotherapists is that when they see clients, they create miraculous healings. It's just, it defies explanation and it defies logic. Doctors, psychiatrists, um, all kinds of people will send their patients to hypnotherapists and say, hey, can you help this person with their headaches or with their anxiety or their phobias or whatever it is, or their back pain or skin conditions. It's just amazing that how many types of conditions that hypnotherapists treat, even though we're not technically treating something because we're not practicing medicine. But it is amazing how many conditions we treat and create miracles. So hypnotherapists in their office every day around the world are making miracles happen. They get rid of migraine headaches. They get rid of lifetime of back pain. They get rid of all kinds of chronic pain. And um, it is it is just miraculous. And, oh, fears and phobias. So people who have anxiety or phobias or panic attacks, those are really, really difficult to treat. But guess what? Hypnotherapists go and find the cause, 
they find any secondary gain, which means that there's a positive reason for that happening, um, they resolve it, release it, and, and then the person is better. And it's just quite amazing. So I would like you to just let the uh, notion that it's all in your mind or all in your body just dissolve and go away. And let's find out how to use the power that we have to focus our thoughts and our feelings in a way that makes us healthy and stronger. So what do you want to talk about today? We've got to, got to figure out where we're going with this. My plan is, you know, I've done lots of radio shows for all of you. I've done lots of online TV shows. I've done uh, radio shows in Sacramento on AM radio, all kinds of things. What I want to do is do a regular podcast for you as often as I can and just give you things to think about, give you ways that you can start changing what's happening in your body and your mind. And I know that all of you around the world are very grateful for the work I do. Right now, I want to take a moment to tell you how grateful I am for your support, your love, and your encouragement. For those of you who have overcome major life problems, I am just grateful to be in your life. I'm grateful that my skills and my abilities can help you. Um, I, I, I don't have any way to express how grateful I, I am to have found what it is that I'm good at and be able to get that gift out there. So the thing that you can do is help others and inspire them. Make sure you tell them how to find this podcast and subscribe to my newsletter and, and maybe start changing their life. Well, uh, boy, one of the subjects that I am really passionate about, you know, talking about mind or body, is the field of addiction. And addiction is obviously very, very hard to get over. You know, drug addiction and alcohol addiction, gambling addiction, pornography addiction, internet addiction, what else? Bite your fingernails, smoke the cigarettes, all those bad things that you don't seem to be able to get over. Tough one, huh? Yeah. And then, you know, while I said that hypnotherapists all over the world are creating miracles, well, one of the things that they do is they help people with addiction. And you would think that this information would get out there and it would be in the mainstream, and it's not. And I'm making it my job and my mission to get this information out there. So we just can't keep sending people to this expensive rehab that costs twenty or thirty or forty thousand dollars for one month, knowing that there's less than a five percent success rate, and then sending them out with no guarantee, no warranty, no money back, no support, no follow up, nothing. So this is a um, big part of what I'm doing right now is working on a documentary that is to expose the failure of twelve step and AA, and the the failure of residential rehab and show what does work and get the experts together who can show the brain science behind what we have to do in order to treat addiction in this day and age. So those of you who have been helped by AA and 12-step and those who have a great support system and are happy and solid, awesome. Congratulations. High five, high 10. <laughs> I'm extremely happy for you. However, the truth is, and there is solid research to back this up, that the success rate is less than 5%, less than 10%, somewhere between 5 and 10, somewhere in there. And that is the same statistic that uh, is for people who are quitting an addiction on their own, cold turkey, just with no resources. So hypnotherapists have some amazing tools. And here's just a quick rundown. This whole um, show today, it's not just about addiction, but I just want to give you this quick thing so that you can... Plant a seed in someone's ear who's struggling with addiction. 
What was I going to say? <laughs> it was right there. It was. Okay, here's what you need. You got to change your identity. You are not an alcoholic. You are not an addict. You are not that for the rest of your life. You are a person who used to have a problem with addiction. When you change that identity, you are planting that first seed that makes it possible for you to be free from addiction and never struggle with it again. It's just something that was in your past. The next thing is to change your belief about addiction. It's not a disease. It's simply not. It's not genetic. It is not something you're predisposed to. We know from, well, for one example, Bruce Lipton's work, The Biology of Belief is his book. We know that your gene expression changed based your gene expression changes based on the thoughts you think, the beliefs you hold, the core experiences you have, and the information you're sending to those genes. The receptor sites on your gene are on your cells. The receptor sites on your cells turn out to be the brain of the cell. The receptor sites absorb whatever we send them, and that information, in a very simple explanation, affects the expression of a gene so genes can change what they're doing. So you're not, you're not a victim of your genes unless... You believe that you are. Now, if you believe that you are susceptible to addiction of any kind because your parents drank or your grandparents drank or, you know, this bull crap about, oh, well, sometimes it skips a generation or whatever it is. If you have that expectation, your brain is going to take that information. Your mind is going to interpret it, send the information chemically, emotionally, spiritually, energetically to the cells that are going to decide that this must be true, send the information to the gene and allow it to express itself in a way that creates a physical condition. Even more than that, though, is what you're creating every day by having those beliefs that it's going to be really hard to overcome that addiction, that you are going to be struggling with it forever, that 20 years from now you're still going to have to introduce yourself as an alcoholic or an addict, and uh, so on and so forth. You get the idea? <clears throat> Some of the more amazing work that hypnotherapists do have to do with um, changing the triggers so that if let's, um, let's take alcohol, for instance, you know, if you saw a bottle of your favorite booze or you passed by your favorite bar, or even if you're sitting in a bar and you're looking at all that alcohol, we change those, those things that were triggers to make you possibly relapse and we make them into something positive. We, we make those things create a positive state in your mind and body that makes you realize that you're strong and healthy and in control and you totally rock this and it's not a problem. It's not an issue and it works too. It's just, it's freaking ridiculous how good it works. So that's the deal. Oops, bumped my microphone. That's the deal with addiction and just a little, little seed or two that I want to plant about that. The other thing I wanted to talk about um, is uh, being angry and how this affects your body and your mind and how different your life can be if you choose to just indulge anger and blame or if you decide you're going to take a different perspective and you're going to train your brain to have a different response to things that used to make you angry. And there's another really cool thing you can do with your hypnosis and your NLP, which is neurolinguistic programming. So I was driving down the road yesterday in my car, and as most of you know, I moved to a lovely town called Boulder, Colorado. And, um, and if you watch The Office... 
you know, Michael Scott, he's moving to Boulder. So <laughs> if you don't watch The Office, you have no idea what I'm talking about. Fictional character. So in Boulder, people are very peaceful and um, they're very happy in there, um, probably because they're stoned a lot. We're a big stoner town, apparently. No, that's not why. People are chill, man. If you're driving along and you're in, you know, you have to change lanes and you put your blinker on to change lanes, the person next to you, they actually back off and let you in. It's amazing. I moved here from Southern California and in Southern California, if you put your blinker on, people close the gap. Honestly, you're taught <laughs> in Southern California to never use your blinker because people just close a gap and you'll never get to change lanes. You'll just have to keep driving for the rest of your life. <laughs> Until you run out of gas. Now, and here, people are really cool, and they're very nice, and they're very helpful, extremely helpful. But yesterday, I was driving on the road, and there was some young chickadee in the driver's seat. She was like this teenage thing, and she's just zipping in and out of traffic just in town. And come on, you're going to get to your destination how much faster? No, none. Because you're going to hit every light, and you're going to be sitting right next to me, and you're going to have me glaring at you. <laughs> she's just zipping in and out of traffic. She almost cut me off and hit me. And so at the red light, you know, I just looked at her and kind of smiled and I waggled my finger. You know the finger waggle, right? Yeah, I waggled it. And she went off and her window was closed because it was kind of cool out. And I, she was going crazy on me. She was just ripping me a new one inside of her car. I could see her, she, you know, her face is turning red and she was like, ah, waving her arms and everything. And my response was just to observe. It's interesting to notice other people when they get angry and they lose control and, you know, and they can't handle their anger. So I just kind of sat there and watched, was a little bit amused. And uh, when I drove away, you know, I was really thinking about how nice it is that one of the things I've done for myself is to really change my response to other people getting angry. And it's not difficult to do. You can do it as well. But you just allow yourself to be more of a detached observer that you don't get caught up in it and you, it doesn't play you. Does that make sense? So you think about like situations that make you angry. Like right now, think about something that just regularly pisses you off. Is it when you're playing golf? <laughs> Is it when you're driving? Do you have road rage? Um... Is it other people saying stupid things or when you feel that people aren't doing things fast enough for your liking or if you have to stand in a line for something? What is it? So just think of something like that. And what you can do in a hypnosis um, kind of a strategy is to take that situation and first you would close your eyes and don't do it now, but just close your eyes and you would kind of get relaxed and you would notice yourself in that situation. So if it's road rage, for instance, you would observe yourself being in your car and you'd be like this third party detached, kind of like a fly that doesn't really care too much about what's going on, but you're just going to observe. Or you can be yourself observing whatever you want to do. So you notice how you react. You notice the situation. You observe who it is or what it is that's pissing you off. You notice your reaction, and even right now while I'm talking about it, you might be kind of going through the process and noticing the reaction. While you're doing that and you're observing, you're using a different part of your brain or a, a different way of thinking. So you're not reacting or responding, but you're watching yourself react. 
So as you do that, you're getting some information about this situation. Your very logical and calm self who's watching is going like, whoo, that's really something. I don't know if I like the way that, uh, you know, that other me is reacting. And then you get to use some logic that says, huh, is that really the response that's needed? I mean, really, things are just kind of going along okay. Is that really what I want to have happen in my body and in my head? So now what you do after you've observed it a bit is you go into that person. So if it's road rage, you just pop into your body that's sitting at the wheel and you feel all the tightness and the tension in your body and you go, huh, wow, this is really taking its toll on me. This kind of feels a little painful and not so good. And then what you want to do is bring a new internal state into that body and mind that was angry. So you just brought your logical chill self and put it into that lot that out of control angry body and mind right so now you put that in there you take a deep breath let it out and decide not sure that this is how i want to react i think what i'd like to do is bring in this very logical understanding amused <laughs> chilled out self and I want to just notice the situation and notice and decide, do I really want to get angry or do I want to be amused or interested or be an observer in that situation? Now, I want you to pop yourself back out of that body and observe again. And now watch yourself encountering that same scenario, having a totally different response. So now something really cool is going to happen because when we observe another person doing something, we have these things in our brain called mirror neurons. Mirror neurons are there to help us to learn new skills and abilities. When we're a baby, we learn to walk or we learn to mimic um, based on these mirror neurons and it helps us grow and become what we need to be to stand up, to learn to walk, to, you know, learn to drink out of a cup or whatever it is. I was just observing a one and a half year old baby a few days ago and it was so cute because he grabbed his mom's cell phone and he pretended to push the buttons and he put it up to his ear and he goes, blah, 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 blah. It was so cute. His mirror neurons taught him to do that, to mimic whatever he's seeing and experiencing. Now you, having popped out of that body in the third person again, you are now using your mirror neurons to observe and emulate and absorb the thing that you're going to observe, which is you in the driver's seat being all chill. You got the chill music on. Do, 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 do. And something happens, someone cuts you off or someone does something dumb. And you're sitting in the driver's seat observing yourself doing that. And you're like still chill going, what a dark. Huh, glad I'm not that person. <laughs> glad I don't have to come home to that. That <clears throat> whatever you want to call it. So you're, you're noticing your body language, your posture, the look on your face. You're noticing that you're breathing and you're just still completely relaxed going, yeah, you can't rattle me. I am unrattleable. Yes, indeed. That's me. I'm the chill meister. Okay. So as you're observing that your mirror neurons are doing something really important. And I believe this is one reason why my hypnosis programs work so well, because most of them take you into the future to meet your future self and <laughs> easy for me to say, observe yourself 
use those mirror neurons, then absorb what it is that you are experiencing in yourself and then connect with it and integrate the whole thing, which is like super awesome. Make sense? Okay. So you're observing yourself now. You're driving and you're chill and everything. Now you're going to put yourself one more time back into that body. Okay. So you pop back in there, putting yourself in there. And as you do, you feel what it's like with that one hand on the wheel, the other one's on the radio, you're driving safe, you're breathing, you're smiling, and you just feel this nice, warm, soft feeling of like, nobody can rattle me. I am the chill meister. That's right. That's right. And while you're doing that, if you want to take it one step further, create some anchors that anchor that state of, in this case, the chillmeister state. So the feeling of your hand on the steering wheel, it's relaxed. It's not tense. And you're just, you're driving, you know, driving. You're tuning in the radio. It's nice music. You can feel the muscles in your body relaxed. You're kind of bobbing around. Yeah, that's it. Very nice. All right, got it? Awesome, 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 awesome. That's what you do. That's how it works. And you create the anchors. The anchors may be the feeling on the steering wheel, the smile on your face, sound of the music. And you're the chillmeister. Very good. All right, so that's, uh, that's what you do to not be angry. And why would you need to not be angry? What purpose could that serve in your life? How could that affect every relationship that you have, not only with other people, but with yourself, right? I am drinking some tea that I made that is called Junggulan tea. It's from Thailand. It's grown way up high in some hills in Thailand. Apparently, it's some miraculous tea. Um, it's really good. I combined it with some other black tea and chai that I made. It's really delicious. So anyway, that's what I'm drinking today. Well, I'll tell you what. I think that um, for today, I'm going to bid you farewell and allow you to go on your way and be the chillmeister and get to experience yourself in a new way when things that used to bother you just don't bother you so much. I do have a CD program for you that's pretty cool. It's called Chill Out, cleverly enough. Chill Out is a program for anger, to get rid of your anger. One of the cool things about it is it also has a track that's called Anger Into Power. And it's to help you take that anger and turn it into power. Because you know when you get really angry and you lose it, you're losing your power. You're giving up your power. When you're in a conversation slash argument with someone else and you get mad and it triggers you emotionally, what do you give up? What do you lose? Yeah, your power, you lose that. So we don't want to do that anymore, right? Okay. Well, let's, um, let's see if you can maybe do some of this process on your own. If you need help, you find chill out at wendy.com and you let yourself experience something different. And if you know someone who's angry, just buy it for them. Tell them, hey, dude, you need this. You're making me crazy. Although you can't affect me because I'm the chillmeister. But still, you make me look crazy. I need you to quit having the uh, anger problem. Yay. Okay, well, I would like to bid you all adieu. It's been wonderful being in your brain and in your mind and in your body and helping you to live a little better life. I'm Wendy Fries, and I am your hypnotist. And I'm here to help you make your world a much better place. Thank you for being here. Bye-bye.
If you'd like to end your anger and you want to take $20 off the Chill Out CD program, you can go to www.wendy.com slash anger and use the coupon code POD301. That coupon code will take $20 off the Chill Out program. Again, go to wendy.com, which is W-E-N-D-I.com slash anger and take $20 off Chill Out. Yeah, how good is that? Coupon code is POD301. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye.